listening to the Seven Rivers Student Ministry Podcast, a ministry of Seven Rivers Church in Citrus County, Florida. Here at SRSM, we believe that all students are lovable through a relationship with Jesus. Visit our website at sevenrivers.org backslash students. So we're going to be in Matthew 28. We're starting this, these, this, this let's go like mantra. We're going to be talking about let's go a bunch of things. So tonight's let's go make a people. And so as you're turning to Matthew 28, um, verses 19 to 20, I want to tell you that something awesome is happening this Sunday. I don't know if you guys have heard or seen, but um, there's church, right? We got church this Sunday. I'm just kidding. It's the Super Bowl. Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles, they're playing against each other. It's going to be epic, okay? It's the only Sunday of the year that you're allowed to skip church. I'm just kidding. It's a lie. That's heresy. Uh, Super Bowl's great, though. It's awesome. So listen, this Sunday, two football teams are going to be playing against each other, and there are grown men on that football team that are peeing their pants. They cannot believe that over the decades of them perfecting their craft, that they have reached the pinnacle of their career. They've dreamed since little kids in the backyard, stepping on sticks with their bare feet because they didn't have cleats and stepping on weeds and dirt and acorns, throwing a football to themselves and just dreaming of the moment that they would be catching the game when you touchdown pass. Just dreaming of the moment of being in the biggest game on the biggest stage. And that's happening for them. It's happening. They're going to walk in that stadium on Sunday, and they're going to walk in the, in, in the stadium. They're going to look around. They're going to be like, I can't believe this is real. I cannot believe that all my hard work has finally paid off. I'm here. They're going to hear the national anthem song, and they're just going to be butterflies because they're about to play in the game that they've always been dreaming of playing. They're going to see the opening kickoff, and they're going to be in awe of what is about to happen. They're going to get called on to go into the game, to make a play, to make a catch, to make a throw, to make something happen. They're going to get their opportunity on Sunday. It's happening. It's time for them to go. Listen, Jesus descended from heaven and came to earth. And this is, I'm just going to summarize something that all of you guys probably have already heard a million times. But he went to earth to gather his people, his brothers and sisters, to save God's children from sin and death. He lived perfectly, went to the cross to pay the price for your sins. He went into death and on the third day rose from the grave, conquering sin and death. And then he ascended into heaven where he sits now at the right hand of God and reigns over all things. 
But before he ascended into heaven, he says this to his disciples in Matthew 28, 19 through 20. That's what we're going to read. But listen, the disciples, it's the Super Bowl. All of mankind has been longing for the moment that death is defeated. You are in this room tonight longing for death to be defeated. You wish that if it was possible for death to be no more, no more pain, no more suffering. And the disciples and the 500 witnesses that were there to see Jesus' body resurrected and the history and the accounts of that, all of them were in awe and blown away. They couldn't believe that over the millennia after millennia that it finally happened. It happened. It's an incredible moment. And this is what Jesus says to them. Listen to his words. He says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add a word. That's probably bad to do, but let's go, right? He says, let's go. No, just read. Look in your Bible, Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. I'm just going to read verse 19. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The moment is here. You have been born into this specific moment in time. You're no longer on the sidelines, but you have been called into the game to make a catch, to make a play, to make a tackle, to make a throw. Jesus says, go, get in there, do something for my glory. Why should we go? Why should we go and tell people about Jesus? Listen, in this moment in time, and you guys all know this, so everything I'm about to say is nothing new to you. But my heart, I do grieve for you guys. Um, it is really difficult to be a teenager right now. Probably the most difficult it has been mentally in the history of the world. You guys are living through it and walking through it. In this moment in time, you and your peers, there's this epidemic of depression that's just absolutely tormenting you and me and all of us around. Many uh, teenagers share that they feel like life is meaningless and it's hopeless. They don't really understand what they're meant to do, what their purpose is. They've only come to find that as they chase after their pleasures and desires that they're just left sad and even more empty. It just feels like earth and this material world has nothing fully to offer us that really truly satisfies us. You see, uh, the second leading cause of death in American teenagers, in the United States of America for teenagers, it's suicide. We live in the country that has the most wealth in the world, but not only in the world, but in the history of the existence of the world. There's the money that you have, even if you're like, I have zero dollars in my bank account, is you are richer just because you're not in debt than like the majority of the history of mankind. This country, the United States of America, there's never been a country has been so wealthy and so rich. And yet, we're one of the most depressed countries on the planet. We have everything, but we are empty. It is in this moment that God has called you 
into existence. It is in this moment that you have been placed in Lakanto, Florida as a high school student. It is in this context God's called you into his family so that you can go into this world and tell them the story that everyone is longing to hear. It's such a good story, it's hard to even believe. Why should you go? Because Jesus has called you to, but also the world is craving it. The world, the people, your peers, your friends are longing to know that if they were to share every single thing about themselves, that someone on this, in this universe would love them still. And that is Jesus. And you have that answer. They don't know that that's possible. But you have that. You've been placed in a specific family, a specific grade, a specific time in history, with a specific amount of talent, some of you more than others, <laughs> specific skills, specific abilities to be able to take tests really well or to memorize specific passions, specific, um, uh, specific things that God has placed on you that you love to do and are excited about. Listen, the reason that you have been placed in this moment is bigger than just your glory, which if you were to achieve glory and receive it, you'd still find it empty. There's more to you than that. God's positioned you to be the hands and feet of Jesus to your family, teachers, friends, and your enemies. You have the best story in the world. Tell them. Go. There's this atheist on YouTube, and I listened to one of his videos. Um, I love, I actually love listening to atheists and love listening to agnostics. I love listening, hearing what they have to say. I thought he actually makes a really good point. It really convicted me. He said, listen, if you, he's like, one of the reasons why I don't believe in Christianity. He's like, it's like I actually don't think Christians actually believe in Christianity. Because he said, I've studied Christianity. I've listened to people about Christianity. And I hear this story. It's so good. It's so amazing. Life after death, resurrection, eternal life. A, a guy that pays the price for your sins, that washes you clean. He's like, I can't even get that stuff off me. I always am haunted by my sin. But the fact that people have a way to be able to go to Jesus and to experience forgiveness on this earth, what a gift. What an amazing thing. And he says, here's though the kicker. They believe, Christians believe, he's saying this on YouTube, they believe that if you do not believe in Jesus, that you go to hell. But if you do believe in Jesus, you have heaven. He said, Eternal hell and torture sounds horrible. Why would a Christian ever want anybody that they knew, not even their enemies, to experience that? He says, and then he follows up, why do Christians not talk about Jesus? Why does American United States Christians don't ever talk about this? Because if I was a Christian, I would be telling everybody to stop Believe in Jesus. Repent. Because hell is horrible. And then he leaves at the end of the video with this question. He says this, how much do you have to hate someone to not tell them this story? That's his case. I sat there listening and I was like, he's right. I'm not sure if I fully believe this is, I, I really am worried that if I were to tell people about Jesus, the 
I would, people would think I'm weird. I'm really concerned, even though I know and I believe in my mind, like I have this mind like that says, hey, you need to tell people so that they don't, so they don't miss this. Why are you silent? Do you believe this story? I think high school, as a high school student, you face something really hard right now. Christianity, if you believe, if you say you're a Christian, um, this was not true for me when I was high school. It's actually semi-cool to be a Christian. There's some respect to Christianity. People are like, hey, that's cool. Nice, man. Glad you're a Christian. Glad you think. But if you say you're a Christian now, you are an idiot. People see you as a bigot. People see you as dumb and ignorant. It is literally to categorize yourself as a Christian is to categorize yourself in the same categories as almost as being like a racist or homophobic. Like it's, 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 it's so offensive to tell people. And, and listen, if you were to tell people you're a Christian at your school or to your family members and be like, I'm a Christian, this is what I believe. They might be like, oh, cool, man. But behind your back, they're gonna be, I can't believe they believe that stuff. They're so dumb. They're so stupid. So I get it. If you were to say you're a Christian and if you were to tell people about Jesus, you would lose reputation. Your coolness would just, done. You're not cool. You're, you're people thinking you're smart, down. You know, people thinking that you have your life together, have it figured down. Like everyone will think that you are just, you've lost it. Are you willing to give that up so that some of your friends could have eternity? So maybe just one of them doesn't have to go to hell? I mean, just give it up. How small is that? Oh, in high school, everyone's going to think I'm dumb. Why don't keep, everyone is high school. When you, when you look back, you'll understand. Like it's, you'll understand. I'm just, I know you don't right now, and I know it's hard, but you will get it. But just trust me as someone older. Give it up so that just one of your peers, someone could have hope, someone could have a way, someone could have someone to talk to when they feel like life's falling apart so that you can be that person so that they can know, you know what? Kyle has answers. My life's falling apart. I can go to Kyle. And they might come to you in college. They might come to you when they have their first kid. They might come to you when they go through a divorce. I don't know when they'll come to you about it. But they need you. They desperately need somebody attached to eternity and Jesus. They need a bridge. Will you be that bridge? Will you build the bridge now? It's, it's not difficult. It really isn't to go and make disciples. It's not. There's, it's 0% complicated. One, pray. Find the people around you and just pray for them. Think of two people. One. One person that you know is doesn't know the truth. And just start praying for them. It's a baby step. But it's just so simple. And watch what God does. As soon as you start praying for them, they're gonna text you. As soon as you start praying for them, they're gonna show up in your class. They're gonna be it's gonna be crazy. It'll be weird. It's gonna freak you out. And you're gonna get scared. I started praying for my neighbor and he started talking to me. We never talked. And then he started talking to me. I started praying for him. I was like, God, I'm not ready to talk to him yet. I just know he doesn't know Jesus. I'm praying for him. 
But what? I prayed for him one time, and then all of a sudden he wants to talk to me. I'm nowhere. I'm telling you. Start praying. And then the next thing is start being curious about who they are. Ask them about their family. Ask them about the relationship with their parents. Care more about who they are than telling them about who you are. There's no need as you pray and you talk to those people for you to ever share anything with them at the beginning. Just talk to them. Just be curious. Have conversations with people where you don't say anything but ask questions. What a gift to offer that to other high school students. Just that alone. Wow, this person actually just wants to know me. Someone wants to know me? Someone wants to know about my family, my problems? Like immediately. That's life-changing for a person here on earth to just have somebody to talk to and share their life with. Pray and talk with them. And then third thing, just take the next step and say, hey, listen, like, I've loved hearing your story. There's a lot of hard things, a lot of good things. I'm curious, what do you think about life after death? What do you think about religion? What do you think about Christian? What do you think? What do you believe? And they will share with you. And just ask them why. Why do they believe that? And just be curious. You don't have to say anything yet. Still, you have not yet said anything. All you've done is ask questions. You can do this even texting people. You don't even have to do it face to face. And the fourth thing, this is where that one step comes of like, okay, ask them if you could share your story. And say, hey, could, and this could be over six months. But then say, hey, could, could I share my story with you? And what I believe? And share it. Tell them. And say, what do you think? Do you think I'm crazy? You can ask them. Do you think I'm dumb and idiot? I was worried you'd think that. And see what God does. Jesus has called us to go. It's time to go. Do you want to know what he says next? Look at verse 20. He says, go and make disciples. But then he says, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. When you go, Jesus is with you. You are not alone. That means when you're suffering and being persecuted for loving Jesus and for sharing it with others, he's with you. His presence is on you. You will feel it his closeness to you. What do you have to fear? You are saved from eternal wrath and hell. You have eternity within. You are chosen, you are loved, and you are sent. Don't you want your friends to know that? You have hope, you have a mission, you have a purpose. And there are so many who feel hopeless, purposeless. There's so many who feel unlovable. So many that feel like if someone knew everything about me, they would hate me. But you know that's not true. Will you tell them what's true? So get in the game. Stop waiting. And let's go. All right? Let's do it. Seriously. Let's do it. Okay? I'm going to pray for us and we can go. Father, thank you.